everything hot, everything trendy. The topics are on fire right here on Hot 95.3 FM. Saturdays from 8 a.m., the hot topic. Sizzling subjects, intense discussion. And it's all about sizzling subjects, intense discussion here on the hot topic. On my Zoom, I actually have two uh, key people here on this topic uh, that we're going to touch on today. So literally, I have on a poster here, let's talk about it. And then I have the topics that we're going to touch on today. But before I get to that, I actually want to introduce my two guests that I have on the Zoom. So let me get to the guests and uh, I'm going to let them introduce themselves to the world who's locked on right now here on Hot 95.3 FM. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome, welcome to the Hot Topic. Good to have you Thank here, you, sir. Uh, if you don't mind yes, introducing sir. yourself. <laughs> um, my name is Fabian Sargent, President of Men Empowerment Network Support. Yes, please. All right. And uh, my other friend who's here with me on the Zoom, uh, introduce yourself to the world. I think your um, mic is still muted. So just, just to be sure of that, you can... Uh... All right. Yeah, we seem to be good there. Good morning, everyone. My name is Marlene Hewitt. I'm the Vice President and the Crisis Center Coordinator for the Business and Professional Women's Club. All right. Welcome. Welcome to the show is the hot topic. You're also a psychologist, right? Marlene? No, no, I'm not. Oh, okay. I thought I I'm saw... I'm a Crisis some... Center counselor. Oh, okay. A co- right. <laughs> okay a counselor it's kind of on the line of psychologists in a way too so it all makes sense <laughs> today though it's a it's a very serious topic here and uh, i said let's talk about it sexual assault rape sexual harassment uh all of those things uh we want to touch on here today because uh i've been seeing some strange things happening uh in, in barbados and the rest of the world as well and uh i find we we may need to use avenues like these to kind of get certain messages across or to help people understand certain things that are happening uh instead of just seeing it uh from from a news perspective if that makes sense so i uh, thank you to marlene and also fabian uh who's here with me today and uh we'll, we'll go right into the topic uh but first i want to ask Miss Hewitt uh, about the Business and Professional Women's Club. How long has it actually been in operation? We started around 1966. Wow. So that's quite a while. Okay. 66. Because we are part of an international federation. Mm -hmm. We're in 90 countries approximately. Okay. So give me the general uh goal or mission of of the entity equality and equity for women in all facets of their lives all right i hope everyone heard that there and uh oh hold on i think i think fabian was telling me something here but uh fabian i was gonna ask you for the men as as well uh, when did you start the association? I believe you were actually the founder, right? Yes, yes. Um, the the organization, Men Empowerment Network Support, 
It was started about two, just under two years ago. And our, our purpose really is to pretty much empower men emotionally and psychologically, get these men talking, get these men expressing themselves um, a lot more than what they usually do or what they're expected to do based on what society says. But the, the whole purpose of the organization is really to get men to open up. Okay. That's, that's an interesting thing that you just said because um, what I was going to ask you next was uh, in interacting with these men on a daily basis, what are the type of calls do you get uh, in, in terms of uh, hearing about things like sexual assault, sexual harassment? And I'm speaking of uh, not, not a man having that happen to him, but him being the person doing that to someone. Do you get those kinds of calls? If so, like how 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 do you deal with something like that, uh, Fabian? So we don't get I do, we don't get those calls. I would I would admit, you know, um, we don't get calls where men are complaining that women are assaulting them or harassing. Well, I can't say I've I've seen a situation on social media about harassment, but in relation to men actually reporting signs of um, instances of rape. Um, that that has not been the experience since the organization has started. Okay, um, to be honest. Okay, but I was actually asking on the other side, not not it happening it to them, meant. but them being the the perpetrator or the person doing that to, to to a woman. Would you get a call like that where they're they're you know they want to uh, have counsel with you that one on one guy talk where? they they experienced something where they did something like that to someone do you get those no, kind of calls um, actually i haven't had any reports in fingers as i said under two years we would have had let's say a perpetrator of um rape or sexual violence someone actually coming forward and say well i i i did such and i think i need to um get counseling or seek um, assistance in some psychological way or whatever the case is. We've not had that. And I mean, as the discussion go on, I think we probably can, can explore the reason why we would not have had men um, reporting um, these situations. Of course. And, I, and that's what I want to get into as well, because I want to understand both sides of the coin, which is why I have a lady here who is an expert on, on certain things uh, to, to, to do with women. And then I have you who's an expert on men uh, to deal with men. So I want to get both sides of the coin here. And it's important to know why we don't get or why you don't get those types of calls. Um, I mean... Uh, is, is everything just on a hush-hush? Why are men holding back? I understand there there is the, the legal aspect where if if they are caught, you know, uh, doing something like that or they, they would have been caught after doing something like that, it can be a very serious matter with the courts. So I understand that part. But having a one-on-one -on -one with you who's, you know, a guy who's going to keep it confidential, keep it one-on-one, -on -one, and you have this association to help and support uh, uh, men, uh, why don't you get those types of calls? Let's go into that then. So um, I really think that that this this whole concept of, of, of gender stereotyping, you know, the way men are viewed, the, the, the way men have been socialized across societies, um, this whole concept of masculinity, you know, all of these things, men have men have been, let's say, view their, their whole disposition as a person, have been viewed 
um, across the whole concept of sexuality and, and, and sexual domain. You know, you're a man. If you if you engage in certain sexual activities, you're 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 not a man if you complain. You know, men should not complain. Men should men should engage in this and men should do that. And let me tell you, mm -hmm. there are reports that one in six men have been sexually assaulted you know um even though the statistics are quite high one in three for women we are men being the main perpetrators of sexual violence against women i think sometimes mm -hmm. the discussion goes in that direction because a lot of research is out there which which shows um men as perpetrators but very little attention is even given to those men who are victims of such violence and i would like to even to well well marlene i want marlene to really focus a lot on that aspect i would like us to also as you said you want to look at it from both ends yeah i would like yeah. to look at the the, the the conversation from the angle as well where men are also even victims now when you look at research um let's say no no, no let's say research let me let me speak you asked me about my experiences with the men we have most of the men saying that their their initial sexual experiences have um, before the age of 16 or with women older than 16 years old you know so mm -hmm. in essence these men would have been subject to to what we consider statutory rape you know a lot of men out there are experiencing um sexual abuse from family members relatives from family friends in young ages and i'm talking about men who who have been sexually abused by other men Mm -hmm. and even females in their younger age but we don't talk about these things because you're not supposed to talk about it you're a man you know you're supposed to man up and hold it which and is I will why, tell you this. which is why fabian what this is why i have you here to talk about these things because we we, we got to get to the reality of, of what's happening on both sides as i said and i'm gonna hear from marlene here uh in just a bit you were actually giving me some uh research uh, some some statistics there just now and uh, it's interesting because I was actually uh, doing my own research going online and checking out certain places and there's a lot of information on places like uh, Jamaica Guyana uh, but Barbados the information is is quite limited um, on on these these topics and today we're talking about sexual harassment sexual violence uh, rape and that kind of thing and uh, I'm going to hear from Marlene now because I was asking uh, Mr. Sergeant if he gets those types of calls where a guy would be coming to, you know, be in counsel with him and say, well, um, I have done this. I want to admit this to you and I want you to help me uh, uh, process this and get through this uh, so I can become a better man. Um, Marlene, I think you you probably may have had a different experience uh, in terms of the type of calls that you get uh, from women. So can you tell us? Um, in terms of men, I'd like to just comment on that. We have had men actually admit that they would have done things that weren't legal or correct or moral. And usually it's when we have discussions either in certain confidential forums or sometimes they do call on the hotline and in talking about their relationships, they may reveal that they have done some wrong things. And then that's an opportunity for us to provide counseling for them or to, to guide them to a counselor. They wouldn't just walk up to you and say, I've done this, but it has to be in a certain context where you're discussing certain topics or 
they recognize that they would have done wrong and maybe have started on the road to recovery. And then they let you know, well, look, I used to do this, but I do it no more. Understood. Uh, Marlene, before you continue, uh, I just want you to check one thing. Your camera, uh, when you actually keep the camera on, it takes up a lot of bandwidth and that that may affect your audio because I'm hearing some interference there. Uh, you can try it again and let me see if that's a, a lot okay. clearer. This seems this seems better. This seems better. Yes, you can continue. Yeah, I think it's better without the camera. You can continue. <laughs> In terms of, I agree with Fabian that there is quite a bit of abuse of minors, not necessarily men, but minors, boys below the age of puberty. Yes. And because of the whole stigma of masculinity as well as the power i think people forget the power but a lot of the reasons gender-based violence occurs because power you give and you give any group power over another group then that group can do what they want and they don't police themselves and and that's one of the issues you're not going to get a lot of policing of that type of um violence and if you look just let's look at the church alone yeah. lots of sexual abuse against minors and especially against boys but because of that power dynamics mm -hmm. have we heard any anyone really call on these particular religious organizations to really step up to the plate examine themselves and start to hold the members accountable for the violence against interesting boys. interesting so i'm actually uh, we have to look at the society mm -hmm. i'm actually getting uh some some feedback some feedback here from the whatsapp someone is saying what is the status in barbados concerning men being harassed by a woman uh, uh which area in society i don't think i'm gonna answer that just yet because um i actually wanted to ask marlene the, the type of calls you get, I, was, I, was, I wanted to look at the side of the woman or the women or girls, mm -hmm. ladies, the feminine gender, people who call you uh, to give you those types of calls. I actually have a tweet here from Olu who, who had uh, some interesting takes on, on, on some topics the other day. He actually said on Twitter that over the last few months, there has been an alarming increase in sexual assault cases. A 27-year-old raped his 11-year-old niece. A 68-year-old uh, man raped a 14-year-old special needs girl. And a 15-year-old girl uh, raped and beaten last month as well. And now two visitors also were sexually assaulted by burglars. This, this is a tweet uh, from, from It's Just Olu. Um, so, so these things are actually going on in our society, and uh, I have some local research as well. That I can probably share with you briefly. Yeah, I think I think I need that because yeah. there's the the research um, that you may have, Fabian, is is really important because there's not much um, uh, on the research of those things. So, mm -hmm. uh, Marlene, mm. you can actually uh, continue from where where we were going because. As I was saying, that was Olu's tweet. So what's your take on that? In in this society, in any society, these types of violence go up and down. Sometimes you don't hear 
many of them and then sometimes you suddenly see an uptick in in sexual assaults or in rapes so it's not it's not anything that is new actually i think over many years we have seen a decline a decline i wouldn't say a drastic decline okay. but i say there's been some decline because as you have more education as you talk about these especially when you bring in legislation you tend to start seeing a decline and then if you're seeing things in the media more often you may think that there's is going up whereas it's because now things are being exposed before they would be swept under the carpet so you might not know of them now you're exposed to them so you may think that it's going up when really and truly it may be stable or on the way down interesting let's talk about consent guys um i'm actually here looking at the meaning of consent and consent means words or overt actions by a person who is competent to give informed consent indicating a freely given agreement to engage in sexual activity or other activity reference in the definitions of sexual assault and sexual exploitation in this section a person is unable to give consent if the person is in a state of uh, incapacity incapacitation that is because of drugs alcohol physical or intellectual disability or unconsciousness now that's that's just the definition of consent i'm gonna let fabian then give us his his bit of research there just a little bite uh before i before i continue so go ahead yeah yeah because um that, that's pretty much um contributes to what um, Marlene was, was speaking about just now. So we have some research done um, by the Criminal Justice Unit. And then I also have some that was done by Cheryl Lilby, who's, um, I think she's the director of the, the that unit. Um, this research being done in Barbados. And I just took out a, a few parts that I thought were, would have been quite interesting to note um, for this discussion. And one here is saying between 2000, 2002 and 2008, 1,398 cases of sexual abuse were reported to the child care board. Whoa. Um, and this pretty much represents 20% of all the cases of child abuse reported to that organization uh, within a six-year period. Um, mm -hmm. Right? And then there was some other information. I think this actually came out of, of Mrs. Willoughby's research directly she would have done. And it says it was found that more than 54 0.9% of all reported cases of rape um, were females between the age of 10 and 15 years old. Whoa. And the following, yep, yeah, this was the following 19.8, perhaps 20% between 16 to 20 years, 11% between 26 to 30 years old. And according to the findings of this analysis, younger females have a much higher likelihood of being raped than older females. Um, you know, and then, and then they said in terms of the relationship between victim and the accused, the largest proportion of reported rape. Let me see. It was acquaintances. Acquaintances were yeah. responsible for yeah. the largest proportion of females, and then it was unknown persons, which was a twenty-eight percent boyfriends 13 percent and friends 12 percent and they said the least reported were among spouses brothers cousins etc so that was just a, a snapshot to, to, to really show that that there is um a situation of rape 
among the younger females. And I mean, although I I, I look up for men and I, I speak about men, mm-hmm. we, we really have to we really have to understand the true picture if we're supposed to reach any type of um, solution. And we got to be candid about this, you know, and, and not sanitize the discussion in any way. We know very well across Barbados, they got a lot of situations, the houses where, where a lot of incest happens. Where, 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 uh, where family yeah. members interfere with young children in the household and families don't want to talk about it. These things are common, common practically common to the extent I feel as if it's, it's been so normalized that you hear it one day and say, oh, okay, all right, we, we, we can just live past that, you know, and talk about it for a few days and then life goes on. But life does not go on for the victim, whether male or female. Correct. So what do you say then to someone? I mean, you have a young person coming to you. I'm going to ask uh, Marlene to answer this one first. A young person comes to you, explains their situation and lets you know what happened to them. And they're traumatized. They don't know how to act. They need some guidance and they want to know what can you tell them? What can you what can you say to someone who has been sexually assaulted or harassed to, to you know, make them feel better or get them uh, to kind of start to cope a little better with it by the way you can call us 434-4688 uh, if you want to call us right now so marlene i'm going to ask you that one first the first thing we would want them to know is that it is not their fault because that's once you begin to recognize that the violence that have been perpetrated on you is someone else's decision not yours then you can start to process what has happened. We would want to know the age because we are not allowed to really deal with children, but we would give you some guidance and then we would call the child care board if the person is under 16 and make sure that there's follow up for that child. We would also need to call the police because they're under 16 and and then we would turn over everything to the agencies but definitely we would want to guide them talk to them hear what they have to say how they feel about it first because you want them to be able to express themselves and to be able to start the process what has happened and only then would you be able to give them guidance on how they should move on and you would hope that they would subsequently get counseling. Okay. That's interesting to note there because uh, how to deal with a situation like that is important because we may come to a point where someone comes to us and and gives us that kind of information. What do we do in that situation? Uh, So so listeners, everybody who's locked onto the hot topic right now, I hope that you heard uh, Marlene there uh, carefully because I, I think... We need to know how to deal with those types of situations when we hear it. Fabian, if you have anything to add, you can uh, let me know. Yeah, man. I, I really want to also say that um, when we deal with these situations, I find as if we, we really just deal a lot with the, the, the symptoms and not necessarily the causes. I don't think that we go deep enough at the beginning. You are, know. are you saying um, that we, we try to cure instead of prevent? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Not trying to say. I say it. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. I think sir. that we. I think that we always. That, that that is where it seems like it's most comfortable for most people. You know. I mean, if you really look at this whole situation, a lot of men 
what what is sexual violence? A lot of men can't even identify with what is sexual violence. If you tell a man um hissing or sitting at a woman walking on the road, mm-hmm. that, that is wrong. A man said, What are talking about? You know, there are a lot of men who don't even see that as an issue. That 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 is an issue. Um, the way men deal with the sexual bodies, you know, the way men feel, I mean, they get an erection, they get an arousal, and they believe that, um, yeah, you know, I need to satisfy this, however, wherever. You know, and this is not all men, but I'm saying that mm-hmm. in terms of when you really look at the psychology and, and how men deal with emotions and how they deal with their hormones, yeah. Um, yeah. you really need to really focus on these things in a general way. And that how a lot of these men are socialized as boys. So how we socialize our boys is also a major issue when we look at the causes of, of sexual violence later on in life or may even be a perpetrators of sexual violence so there's a lot of stuff happening at the core level that are not being that's not being addressed um then we even have technology i mean it's very easy i mean because being visually exposed to sexual content you know is also very harmful to those young minds that help groom them as they as they grow up into adults um especially around those adolescent years where they really hormones are peaking and, and and they're feeling different you know um, exposure to a lot of pornography that is harmful these things also harm um how, how they think how they respond uh, particularly for men because mm-hmm. when we look at music when we look at movies how men are portrayed how men respond to women mm-hmm. so so there's a lot i, I know our time is limited so i just kind of try to pack everything in there yeah we got like then there's a lot of we, things that we need to look at. We got like four minutes to go, but that's okay. I like I like when we get into the intense discussion. That's all part of what this is. And uh, I was having a conversation with uh, some guys the other day, and uh, they were saying that Zen, when when it comes to women, you you got to be a man. You got to be a macho man. Women like men who are assertive. That's that's that that was the the line we were going down. And I was saying, how do you know that all women like an assertive man? What if women like, what if there are women that like a man that's more drawn back and cool and laid back? And then we started to compare situations where the quiet man in the room sometimes would get the lady. And then at other times is the man who is the aggressor, the one who comes forward that gets the lady. So we were situations and trying to see what what was going on. But but their, their thing is, as a man, you have to be assertive. And they even went to the point of saying that there, there, there is a point in, in sexual interaction where they believe you kind of have to... Let me, let me try to be very careful with what I'm saying. Not, That's the problem. Not, 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 use, wait, <laughs> not use force in, in means of actually performing sexual uh, violence against a woman right but saying to be kind of rough because they believe that women like the roughness and the kind of quote-unquote taking it away but with consent as in the woman giving you consent but you are roughing up to quote-unquote take it away and i was like really this this is how this is how we think like What's going on with us, uh, Fabian? Yeah, you have enough time. You have enough time. Don't even, don't even start that conversation <laughs> but, and tell me that you got three minutes to talk. But you don't even got enough time to open up that can of worms. Marlene, Marlene, is there anything yes. you have to say on that right there that, that, I, that I just brought forward? 
let me give you a snippet of how sometimes men think before thinking mm-hmm. when we're when we're looking for volunteers for our hotline or crisis volunteers for crisis counselors mm-hmm. we normally have everyone together and we'll probably have some group discussions mm-hmm. and we would ask normally ask men well ask everyone if if when when do when does someone give consent is it when the lady walks through the door is it when she takes off her clothes mm-hmm. is it when she gets in the bed when is it and invariably you'll get the guys will say um some will say is when she gets to my apartment or my house some will wow. say when she takes off her clothes mm-hmm. others will say once we start the sexual act mm-hmm. and they find that that's that's fine okay. and we'll ask them but did she give consent did she actually say yes and and they'll oh. say no as long as she does whatever they think that's fine so i usually turn it around and i say to them suppose you and your girlfriend has decided to engage in a certain type of sexual intercourse mm-hmm. and she's going to perform it on you oh, boy. when do you give consent when can you say no can you say no when you get to her house can you say no when you take off your clothes? Can you say no when she begins whatever the act is? And it's only then that they realize what consent really means because now they're saying to themselves, but I want to be able to say no. If I change my mind, I want to be able to say no. But they don't mm-hmm. take that and use that same thing for the woman to say no. As far as they're concerned, I have this thing when once she's gone across this boundary, mm-hmm. that's yes. But for me now, if I go across that boundary, I should be able to say no. And and that's a way to get guys to start to realize about consent. It isn't consent only for the woman, but it's also consent for you. Okay, I hope I hope you guys uh, heard that there. It's now 8.30 in Barbados. We've actually come uh, to the end of the hot topic, but I just want to go over maybe a couple minutes because I'm getting uh, some text here on the text box. Someone says you can be forceful in sex, but still be vulnerable to the woman. I'm not fully sure what they mean by that. It sounds a bit strange, but I'm trying to process it. Are you are you getting what they're saying, Fabian? They're saying you can be forceful in sex, but still be vulnerable to the woman. Um, you see, you say you, you I, 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 to even start address this can take a lot of time. Yeah. Now, being, being vulnerable is giving of self. Okay. Being forceful during sexual activity is a part of their, of how they are communicating with each other, how they are communicating their love language, how they are expressing themselves to each other. So he can be forceful and 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 uh, that is allowed by the partner. Mm-hmm. Okay, but still vulnerable because he's still giving himself. Whereas that forcefulness may only be for a particular time during the act. Okay, there may be another time um, that 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 he then gives way to the partner. So so there's a lot of give and take when it comes to that whole concept of sexual activity. But I do not want that to take away from the real essence of this discussion because I find sometimes uh-huh. that we try to divert. Okay, and um, as we close or we get close to the end, I just really want persons to understand and men to understand that that sexual violence is made out to you as well men are victims of sexual violence as well men you can report it men 
you, I mean, there's nothing saying that because you're a man, you have to live up or you have to accept certain things, especially young boys who really want to reach out to those adolescents, those younger boys who would have been victims of rape. I don't even understand it. I don't even think that they can talk about it. And that is why the reporting rate is so low. That is why there's no statistics because culturally, we are told to keep our mouth shut. You're a man. Shut up and move on. Yep. And that is causing a lot of psychological issues in relationships later on. Men not being able to deal with themselves. May not may, may, may suffer from PTSD because of rape from a childhood. Wow. You know, but we don't address these things. We don't talk about these things. Somebody here is saying that uh, we should have this topic for the entire day. <laughs> that that would be something. I don't know if we could do that on a Saturday on hot, but uh, definitely uh, we can we can talk about it sometime again. Another person is saying um, that from their understanding, sexual offenses to the intercourse what to the intercourse is guilty of the offense of rape and is liable on conviction on indictment to imprisonment for life. Okay. I, I didn't know that one there. I, I'm not sure if this, this may still be a law. Someone who uh, does law may be able to ans answer that question there. To the intercourse is guilty of the offense of rape and is liable on conviction on indictment to the imprisonment for life. Interesting. Um, I'm not sure about that one though, so I can't confirm that for you guys. Someone here on the text box is saying, women don't say yes to sex but they would say no and a strong no at that this is what someone else says anyway i have a lot of text here on the text box i can't go through all um but uh definitely we we need to have this conversation again in a different setting probably maybe not even on radio on a podcast or something cool like that uh mr fabian Sargent. Uh, if you'll just let the world know once again who you are and uh why you were here today uh, yeah, so so yeah, I'm the president of Men Empowerment Network Support. You can reach us at eight two six zero six one five. And we usually have our men's talk where we allow men to come out and share. We're going to have one next week Saturday, so you can check our Facebook page, mm -hmm. Men Empowerment Network Support, for all of that information. You know, we work with men. We try to get men to open up to talk. You know, and to deal with those emotions in a healthy way yes guys and be real with yourself if you want if you want someone to talk to if you need someone to talk to mr sergeant and the entire team will be there to help you you can uh you know be in a safe space and of course um it will be confidential miss marlene hewitt thank you so much for coming through if there's anything you want to add today um just before we take off uh, you can let us know yes we have a crisis center hotline four three five eight two 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 we handle domestic violence, sexual assault, rape, relationship issues, and also suicide. So feel free to call men or women. We handle anyone. And, uh, anything, and that's the Business and Professional Women's Club. And anything you'd like to uh, tell those out there who may have experienced sexual harassment, sexual violence in any way, um, any words you'd like to leave with them today uh, to, to, you know, make them feel a bit better or cope with uh, their journey a bit better? Definitely, it is not your fault. And whatever you decide whether to take action or not take action, please, please talk to someone. And even if possible, go further and seek counseling. 
Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate you, Miss Marlene Hewitt, for uh, coming through today. And oh, let the world know once again uh, who you are and where you represent. I am the Vice President and the Crisis Center Coordinator for Business and Professional Women. And we run the house for battered women and their children. And we have a hotline, a Crisis Center hotline. Yes. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. And uh, Mr. Fabian Sargent, big hail as well for coming through. Thank you so much to both of you. It's been real. I'm getting lots and lots of texts here. Uh, my personal phone seems to be ringing off, so I'm going to check that there now. Thank you so much once again. Hey, Mark, thanks for having us. Thank you. Everyone. All righty. It's been real, y'all. The Hot Topic live on Hot 95.3 FM. Everything hot. Everything trendy. The topics are on fire right here on Hot 95.3 FM. Saturdays from 8 a.m., The Hot Topic. Sizzling subjects, intense discussion.